We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. What's the big story on Wall Street today, do you think? There's two. Not one, but two. I went off the air yesterday as I do every day, typically around 9 a.m., and I said, later in the day, we're going to learn about what the Federal Reserve has to say. Some people want a rate cut in June. Some people want it in July. Some people will say maybe September. They take the month of August off like we all do. Some days are easier to figure out than others. This is one of those days where it's kind of like a Netflix murder mystery starring Adam Sandler. It was pretty easy to figure it out. Who done it? I know you're saying, did Adam Sandler really do a murder mystery? Uh-huh. So the Fed basically said, we're going to probably set the stage to probably lower rates later. Planting the seeds of grass. There's nothing cooler than planting grass seeds. Can I give you my personal opinion? Here's my personal opinion. If you ever get a chance to put grass seeds in dirt, like a whole lawn, it's pretty darn cool. You wake up one day, it's dirt, it's dirt, it's dirt, it's dirt, and the next day it's like fluorescent green. So the Federal Reserve planted some grass seeds. And not like marijuana grass seeds, but they planted some seeds for a rate cut in the future. And the market rallied. And today the market's rallying. And the story of today is not that we've got grass seeds coming in lower interest rates. They're kind of already here in the 10-year treasury. The 10-year treasury is telling the Fed this is what you're going to do, even more so than what Trump says. Um, and the market's at an all-time high. This is where I sing my 1920s jazz. Happy days are here again. Da 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 da. And I've got a glass of champagne in one hand and a bottle of champagne in the other hand. And I got a party hat on and I got my tux on and I got my, my hair is greased back and I somehow got a mustache growing overnight. All time highs. Not that I want to say, told you so, but I think I told you so. The Bank of England, for its part, left its key policy rates unchanged. The Federal Reserve planted seeds for a future rate cut. The Bank of Japan left its key policy rate unchanged at negative one-tenth of a percent. If you put money in your Bank of Japan, you lose money. Reserve Bank of Australia Governor Lowe, he chimed in and said that he's expecting another rate cut. It's not unrealistic. So what we have here is cheap money in the U.K., in Japan, in Germany, and cheap money in Japan and the United States. You name it, we got cheap money. Cheap money's nice because it's like... It's kind of like alcohol. I've got to be really careful in this uh, analogy. I was going to say, hey, when you're, when you're young and you like a woman, you both have a beard and it kind of like takes your edge off. Well, kind of lower interest rates is taking the edge off the stock market. It's taking the edge off risk. You do dumb, you do dumb things when it's cheap money. You do dumb things when you're drunk. Are you with me against me? So when it's cheap money, you go, hey. I got this idea. Uh, Zachary, let's start a business. And Zach's like, okay, I hate my boss and it's not really going anywhere. What sort of business do we want to start? Let's let's start doing a tattoo on the forehead business. And a bank's like in, in 
tough times or in healthier economies, they're like, no way. People don't want tattoos on their head. But when money's cheap, they're like, well, we don't know how we're going to pay our bills, so we need to lend money to as every many people as we can. Maybe the tattoo thing on the head, forehead will work. Some say love. Um, cheap money equals speculative stock market. It, it increases speculation. It increases risks. And the market hits an all-time high because of it. Ten-year treasury's under 2%, sitting right at that point right now. That's cheap money. Um, if you refinanced a loan two weeks ago and got 2.2%, it's now down to 2%. And there's a big difference between 22 to 2 on a 10-year treasury than it is between 4.5, 4.5, and 4.3. Because the numbers are much smaller, so they're exponentially bigger moves. So that's what we got. We got cheap money. We got all-time highs. It's like that horrible, horrible, horrible song. At an all-time high. Or happy days are here again. It, whatever you want to put in, don't put in Wind Beneath My Wings. Please, whatever you do, that's the worst movie ever made. So stocks are buoyed. Buoyed. It's like putting a beach ball under in, in a pool and you push it down all the way to the bottom. And it buoys up. It buoys up. Stock markets are being buoyed right now. I'd like saying the word buoyed. Can you tell? How annoying am I? Now, here's the negative. When you increase speculation, you also increase risk of inflation because everyone wants to start like a motorcycle company. So we're going to use more oil. We're going to use more steel. So commodities are rising right now, and it creates inflation because there's more demand that's expected. Even though it's not here, it's expected. So... Kind of big news. I know you're saying, let's see. Taco Bell has extended its free taco giveaway through Thursday for consumers who are unable to redeem to the online offer because of tech issues. It's interesting, it's interesting how many of these companies have uh, tech issues, huh? Whether companies are getting hacked or what have you, you'd, you'd think that Doritos Locos Tacos are easy enough to get online and make it simple enough for people to um, you know, download an, a coupon. So Taco Bell, it was supposed to happen yesterday because something along the lines of the Warriors won game two. So they stole a game in, what, who did they put, Toronto? So because of that, today you can head to Taco Bell from 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. for your free Dorito Locos Taco. Um, or you can get it uh, online and uh, get it on your app and use it later. Steal a game, steal a taco. So I bring that up in large part because it's stupid, but there's tech issues, which tells me we're going to need computers and new technology for a long time. If a company like Taco Bell can't get it right, what's to tell you? Apple is reportedly considering moving some production out of China to avoid tariffs. Slack's going to be a red-hot IPO uh, today. Ten-year treasury drops below 2% for the first time since November 2016. Netflix is going to add ads sooner or later, so says executives from Hulu. I wouldn't mind that. Aware of them keeping their fees and everything else a little bit lower. It's not the worst thing in the world. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. And streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Here's two financial tips of the day for the price of one. Number one, consider refinancing your mortgage in 2019. In large part, rates have dropped aggressively because it's expected the economy is going to slip. And to stop the economy from slipping, the Federal Reserve has lowered interest rates. Banks figure this out, and they basically lend money at a lower rate because they're getting money from the Federal Reserve at a lower rate. You'd almost say that it trickles up. 
if they're getting money from the Federal Reserve at 1%, by the time it gets to, you know, it goes from a bank to a broker to a dealer to, it's going to be a 35 4% mortgage. So when money's at like 2% from the Federal Reserve, it's going to be a 45 to 5% mortgage by the time all the hands get their fingers into it. My greedy little fingers. Um, so consider refinancing your mortgage. That's financial tip number one. You want financial tip number two? Financial tip number two. Um, check your credit report. <laughs> oh, wait. Okay. I blew it. Check your credit report at annualcreditreport.com. I, I almost challenge you to do this. And the best person I could challenge right now is uh, Boy Zachary. Boy Zachary is my producer. He's been with the show for about three months now. And I say he should check into it in large part because he's probably never looked at his credit report. He's under 25. He probably doesn't care. Or he doesn't know that he should care. Maybe is a better way of saying it. You should never, ever, ever pay to check your credit report. Banks, if you have an online bank account, if you work with Bank of America, you have an online bank account, you can go to your online bank account and check your credit report. But I say go to annualcreditreport.com because Equifax, Experian, and TransUnion, those are the three major credit bureaus, will let you check for free once a year, each and every one of them. So typically... Two to three times a year, I check my credit report. I also have a service that monitors my credit on some levels called Credit Karma. Credit Karma is an app slash web page that once it checks your credit, you can say, hey, send me an email if anyone ever opens a new line of credit on me. Suspicious activity. Did you open a credit line to buy a, a Fiero? Fiero? Uh, Fiero? Uh, come up with an expensive Bugatti. A Bugatti. Why would people? Why people waste their money on stuff like that is beyond me. I know you're saying, because I'm a shallow, low-minded nothing that has nothing good in my life, so I'm going to vicariously live through an engine. So I'm not saying you have to drive right around in a Chevette or a Yugo. Do you remember Yugos? I know you're saying, what? Yugos were cars, I want to say early 90s, that were made in Yugoslavia, which I don't even know is a country anymore. And uh, they were cheap. They had bumpers that were... I swear to you, made out of styrofoam. So your credit report lists every line of credit you've ever opened, along with payment details for each. It lists if you have hard inquiries or soft inquiries made by lenders or other businesses. If something looks wrong on your credit report, you can typically file a dispute. There's always something that looks wrong. I got Haxord not that many years ago, let's say 10 plus. Someone opened a... Someone got into, they created a fake Amazon account under my name, and they shipped packages to their house in New York City. And I'm like, I don't live in New York City, and I haven't lived in New York City in that period of time, so please get that off my report. And they did. So for all intent purposes, your credit report is your financial report card. And I think every relationship, as soon as you get to the point of loving each other, as soon as you slip, mess up, and say the words, I love you, never say it too early. Never say it first. Even if you're feeling it, don't say it. At that point in time, you got to whip out your eight-digit social security number. Give it to the love of your life. Let her go to annualcreditreport.com. Punch in your eight digits. Cute way of saying phone number? No. Cute way of saying social security number. And then hit the enter button. Do it a couple times. A couple more. And wait. Wait. Oh, it sent you a PDF. Oh, so disappointing. Now open the PDF button and look at the report. And wow, she's got an 850. Oh, no, he's got a 300. Love over. It's not going to happen. It's finished. You're not a match. 
she's got great credit. You have awful credit. There's a good chance he's, he's in love with you because of your credit score. And your ability to, how shall we say, pay your bills on time. And this gives him the golden ticket. The Willy Wonka, if you will, of being able to stay at home and playing video games. And when you come home from work tired and exhausted, and you're like, at least my, my love is going to give me a back massage. Or he's going to rub my feet. And he goes, look, honey, I've been playing video games all day and my fingers hurt. Do you know how hard it is to play Call of Duty and smash that button on the Xbox 14 times? Credit reports are important. So websites like Credit Karma and Credit Sesame will allow you to check your credit score anytime you want. I can do it right now. I think um, the Equifast Experian and TransUnion experience uh, is a lot more detailed. You can actually call it a number. And, uh, you know, when I'm starting a business, you have to come up with an 800 number. The number that I wanted um, was 800-HOT-HOT, H-O-T-H-O-T-T. And I learned that, like, that's a naughty adult number. So I couldn't do it. Anyway, you have to fill out a submission form. Um, you answer some security questions like, have you ever lived on Toronto Lane, Beijing Road, or Okinawa? And one of the three is true. It's in your account. So I say do it. I know you're saying, if Rob Black says do it, then I guess I should do it. Here's how much money Americans have in their 40s. i got to imagine a lot of you are in your 40s. The average 401k balance in your 40s is $102,000. Dollars. That's not good enough. Because 40 means from age 40 to 49. In your 30s, it's 42400 In your 20s, it's 11800 So if you're under those numbers, you're financially hurting yourself. If you're above those numbers, you might be on track. You might not be on track. We're underfunded as a nation. In your 50s, the average, 174000 In your 60s, 195000 Hi-oh! I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I think the song was used in Hunger Games, Florence the Machine. I would love to see Florence the Machine, but I would have to go by myself because I don't know anyone else who would want to go see a Florence the Machine concert. Isn't that sad and pathetic? Think of me at a Florence the Machine concert all by myself. I'd probably get up, my hands in the air like I just don't care, and I'd sway to the music. I think she might be a witch. I like witches. <laughs> I don't have a lot of content today. Just letting you know. Uh, it is what it is, right? Uh, oil prices. I know you're saying, oh boy. Did you guys see the headline on um, oil? It's actually a pretty interesting headline that came across last night that Iran shot down American drone, and it's not cool. It was probably an in international airspace, or that's what we're trying to say. And they're trying to say, no, it was in our space. Um, so Trump's sending more troops. And in my opinion, the Middle East is a problem. But it's a problem that's been a problem for about, oh, say, 2,000 years. I have to imagine that inside my head, um, things in badly in the Middle East, because they just hate each other. So between Israel and the Middle East countries, and even the Middle East countries themselves, and where is there a lot of oil? Hmm. Hmm. Alex Trebek, where is the Middle East? Ding, 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 ding. Oh, you are correct. Lots of oil resides here under the, the murky sands. I know, and that's a good Alex Trebek impression. I know I'm, I'm, I'm auditioning because uh, word is he's on the way out. Okay, it's not fun to make fun of someone who's uh, dying of cancer. 
But oil prices jumped to highs of the day, up more than 5% after Trump says Iran made a very big mistake. I will let you know when I let you know. Oil jumped 5% today. Um, and he wants to be seen as a no-nonsense president. He wants to be seen as a strong Republican. And any time a drone from the United States gets shot down in international airspace over the Strait of Hormuz by an Iranian surface-to-air missile, um, it's going to create tension and oil is going to go higher. What can cause a recession? A lot of people get unemployed because the economy is not there to support the jobs. Um, Higher interest rates could slow borrowing costs. Trade deals could stop businesses from flowing left and right. But OPEC could also cause a trade war. Well, not a trade war, but an economic war of sorts. Now, typically in the past, our buddies in Saudi Arabia, and we call them buddies. Hey, buddy, buddy, buddy. Hey, buddy, want to go get a pizza? Um, anytime there's tensions, they're like, we will pump more oil. And you're saying, that's your best Saudi Arabian impression? We will pump more oil. That's about it. Now, again, OPEC controls a lot of the world's supply of oil. Less than it used to, if you think about it, because we keep finding it in the United States and other countries. But if they cut off the tap, oil prices run. OPEC being the oil, petroleum, exporting countries. And I find them to be a heinous and evil organization of petroleum exporting countries, not oil. I find them to be an evil, like Dr. Evil, group. Because the countries get together and they go, Hey, Saudi Arabia. What do you want to do about prices of oil? And Saudi Arabia says, well, we're okay. Our, our country's doing fine. And Iran says to Iraq, hey, your country doing fine? Oh, we're not doing very good. Let's, let's cut oil prices. Let's cut oil output so we can increase prices. So I don't like OPEC. I hate OPEC. And the only reason I can tell you why I hate OPEC, um, not only are they allies in theory with Russia, but because if I had, if Intel and AMD got together with arm holdings and said, we're going to be the semiconductor the organization of semi-exporting countries, uh, companies. What would that be? O-S-E-C. O-S-E-C. Okay, it doesn't really mean much, right? But if they were to get together and say, we're only going to produce one million semiconductors this year, the price of semiconductors would go through the roof. But they have the ability to produce 10 million? Hmm, no bueno, right? Uh, bean, cheese, rice, burrito, no bean or cheese. I love doing stuff like that to waiters. So you want rice? <laughs> Yeah. Who doesn't like rice? Rice is nice. Um, So oil prices jumped to their highs of the day, up more than 5% after Trump says Iran made a very big mistake. I think that's a decent story. Um, Speaking of decent stories, let's bring in CFP Chad Burton. Mr. Burton, you got a story for us? Funny is there's a lot of things that just doesn't, you know, translate to RABCs, like ESPPs and RSUs. What is an ESPP? Why do we care? What is an RSU? Why do we care? It reminds me, I was up on the mountain, um, you know, back in, I don't know, February or something like that. And somebody had to stop skiing and pull over on their cell phone and exercise some of their Wells Fargo options because they were expiring that day. Awesome. And they were sitting on the mountain and got an email saying, your options are about to expire. And it was about a $6,000 value, net of taxes, that they almost lost because they let their options expire. So a lot of people that work for companies that have, you know, they get the 401k match, great. But then you get the options that have expirations dates, incentive stock options that have different tax strategies. 
But let's talk about employee stock purchase plans and, and RSUs, which is the most common. So an employee stock purchase plan, when you're working for a company, you get two periods a year where you can buy your own company stock at a discount, okay? But they have different tax strategies, too. And, and what I can't understand is why people don't, you know, they, they get too overweighted in an old company's stodgy stock. Because they're always doing the SPPs, which I like, because you get the discount. Okay. But What's the di- discount typically? 10? Typically 10 to 15%. Okay. And so, but if you want to have most of your gain on the stock qualify for capital gains, you usually have to hold them for at least two years after the offering date. Okay. okay. Um, so what I tell people is once you've bought them two years later, you know, look, if you're, if you're already own, if 5% of your portfolio and you're in your fifties is in your company stock, you need to, as they become two years old, sell them and reinvest them. Right. And remember, if you're way overweight in your company, you're, you're stock, talking really fast. Okay. Two year. If once the stock becomes two years old, okay. like you've bought it and you've held it for over two years and you're in your 50s and you own over 5% of your overall portfolios in the company stock that you work for, you need to start trimming those ESPP okay, shares. Right. Okay. But you want to make sure they're over two years old to qualify for the overall capital gains rates. There's there's really an 18-month rule and all this other stuff that I'm not going to get into on radio. But the discount and how that's taxed and then the, the capital gain and how that's taxed, just hold it for two years. Okay. Start diversifying. Every year, you should look at your stock options, and if the market has fallen and you've got ESPP shares at a loss you're probably going to want to sell them to take the loss and offset other gains in the future. Okay? Okay. Um, so What's selling, interesting to note about that is, I think a lot of people accumulate a lot of wealth like through AT&T. Mm-hmm. They worked there, they got the company shares, they became millionaires, and it's almost ingrained in our society not to diversify. Yeah. But then WorldCom and Enron come along, you know, WorldCom bought a couple baby bells, and they implode, Yeah. next thing you know. So it's it's ingrained in us, but it's not necessarily trained properly. Yeah, so it's... You know, I can see if you're younger and you're working for a, a company that's aggressively growing and they're they're you know really doing well in the stock market, while you end up being you know 10% of your portfolios in the company stock. It can make sense when you're younger. You can't afford that type of risk when you're close to retirement. So you have to diversify. Um, you also don't want to overpay your taxes because you get that company discount, Rob, that's going to be taxed as ordinary income when you sell. Oh, and sometimes killer. people are paying taxes on that discount twice. Once when you know they get taxed on it. it. Long story short, there's a form called a 3922. So if you have employee stock purchase program, you got to know your form 3922 so you don't end up paying taxes twice on that discount. Would you say that most people program. who use ESPP should probably use a CPA? Yeah. Okay. I think, you know, I know the tax code really well, and I still use a CPA to prepare my tax return because if I'm audited, if I'm audited, I know I'm not going to do well sitting in the room with, with the IRS if the, a certain point comes up, you know, because I can't stand our current tax code. They know how to discuss the issue with the IRS. I would just get angry. <laughs> I so badly want you on Jeopardy and the, the, the heading comes up tax code <laughs> because you're like, I know tax code. <laughs> Form 3522. Yeah. Okay, 30, um, 3922. 3922, trust me. I don't know the tax code. I don't pretend to know the tax code. You're a nerd. I'm not. <laughs> Let's just say this. Playboy model. What happened in my life, not yours. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what else do we need to do? RSUs, did we t- hit that? Do we need to hit that? Well, RSUs is one of those things, too, when you already own a bunch of your company stock. RSUs, restricted share units, restricted <laughs> stock units. You're granted a bunch of units, and... As they vest, they become taxable based on the value of the stock that day. 
there is absolutely no tax reason to continue to hold those after that point. So if you are, if, you know, unless you think your company is just going to go through the roof and you own less. Than- Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at KDOW.biz or on the KDOW radio app. So this is a band called AJR, and they're currently on the festival circuit. Song's called A Hundred Bad Days, and I love it. It's got a catchy pop, and then it has this hook where the hundred bad days make a hundred great stories. It's fun. And I've been listening to all the festivals, and they're they're at Bonnaroo, they're at Bottle Rock, they're at all of them. And um, I want the, the deep voice to come back in, because it's the best part of the song. Because the hook's good. But it's a band of brothers, Adam, Jack, and Ryan. I kind of think that's cool. And they're multi-instrumentalists. So mom and dad basically said, you're going to be in a band, or you're going to take band classes, and you're going to learn how to count one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. And you're, and you're going to learn, I think it's fantastic to teach kids, A, how to create music, and B, how to count. I, I think it's one of the best things you can do. So the band's called AJR, and... Their names are Adam, Jack, and Ryan. Get it? A-J-R, Adam, A, Jack, J-R. I know you're saying, were you smoking a lot of marijuana when you figured that out? I might have been. Um, I don't know. Throw it out there, you know. The Beach Boys, they weren't all brothers. Simon and Garfunkel weren't all brothers. But you could see that music heavily influenced in theirs. Whether it's 21 Pilots, Macklemore, Kanye West, Imagine Dragons. Vampire Weekend. Uh, there's a lot of influence in there. Anyway, I'm totally digressing. I'm so, 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 so sorry. Don't forget to get your free Taco Bell today. Google free Taco Bell. Don't drop me an email. Hey, where do I get free Taco Bell today? 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Stocks are, are moving higher on the easy monetary policy expectations. So here's my challenge to you. Get your credit report today. And... um I'll give you a sticker that says, I got my credit report today with a big check mark, like I voted. But on top of it, take a look at your 401k today. And if it's not near an all-time high, you're doing something wrong. And I'll give you a sticker that says, I'm doing something wrong with a big X on it. So that's out there. I know you're saying, you don't really have any stories to go all back on. Well, I do. Oil prices are 5% higher. I think that's intriguing. After Trump says Ron made a very big mistake. And I kind of wonder, what's he going to do next? His supporters would love if he threw bombs into Iran. They would love it. They would lose their mind. More so than curing cancer, solving AIDS, and turning straw into gold, they would lose their mind knowing that he goes into Iran with a very big missile. Very huge missile. (sighs) Now, Wall Street loves the Fed rate cut. But what would the market love even more? We're at a point right now where we would like to accomplish a deal with China. I'm speaking as part of the market. So have you ever spoken to your spouse and you're like, man, men and women are really different. What would you like to see happen in our marriage? And she's like, I like, I like dolphins to shoot rainbows. Like, I wasn't expecting that to be the answer. The market's a lot more rational. What the market wants for the long term is a trade deal with China. In the short term, the market's crazy. I want the market to shoot rainbows. In the long term, we want a deal with China. The Iran thing will likely figure itself out, um, I hope. Oh, oh! listen to this. Beyond Meat is now bigger than 80 S&P 500 companies combined. Now, sometime in the next six months, I predict the stock's going to fall. Do you remember the scene in Rocky IV 
Rocky is about to fight Mr. T. It might have been Rocky 3. Now I'm all confused. Now I'm discombobulated. It's Rocky 3, right? And uh, the reporter says, what do you predict for the fight, Mr. T? He goes, pain, pain. I know I'm doing that well. So scratch that I ever did that. T, how did I do on that one? T, Mr. T, thank you. I thought he fell asleep over me. Mr. T is like my spiritual guru. He stands about two and a half feet behind me, and he smokes cigarettes all day. And any time, yeah, any time I need him, I just look over my shoulder. I say, T, you got anything for me on gold? Anything? Okay. So Beyond Meat now is bigger than 80 S&P 500 companies. And a good friend of mine, I'm not going to say a good friend, he wants to own it. I'm like, buy it. You know, I'm not going to stop you. But it's bigger than Macy's. Xerox and Mylan Laboratories put together. It's like crazy how this is moving. Beyond Meat is by far the market's biggest IPO success of the story. And it's been a good year. Zoom Video, PagerDuty, Revolve Group, all blasting higher. There's no question there's froth in the IPO market. Do you know what froth is? You ever make like a, a smoothie and there's like this stuff on top? You ever go to the ocean? It's stuff on top that you can't really explain. You ever go to the ocean and like the waves come in and they come out and there's like stuff left on the sand that as the wave goes out and you're like, what is that? Why is that not out in the ocean? Beyond Meat, Lyft, and Uber, all very high-profile IPOs this year. But Beyond Meat, it's not expected to generate income until the third quarter of 2020. That's no bueno. So at some point in time, people are going to look around and say, we've made a lot of money. We should hit the cash register. A-J-R. Should we hit the cash register? They think so. They think so. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm just saying it's, it's bubbly. It's frothy. We had this in 2007 before the financial crisis. We had it in the 90s and early 2000s. And they all ended badly. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial.